0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy.
1: casting live from Studio 34, safely in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. If you're watching on Dish Network, welcome inside Studio 34, getting ready to put week 14 in the books. One more game left on the slate, and hopefully you will be alive for week number 15. And if you got some action that you need to go down tonight, hopefully you get that done as well. A lot of things to talk about and unravel today. Dr. A, join us in the second hour of the program. Go through some injury stuff. Obviously, the big news coming out of the first round of the playoffs. Another injury that looks like it may take another fantasy star away from us with Carson Wentz. We'll get into it and break that down. Also, take an early look at some streaming options at quarterback for week number 15. If you are a Carson Wentz owner, you make sure you want to hang out and check in for that because we got to figure out a way to make sure you are good to go. But I want to start the day all in, kid. Jake Seeley, good morning. Welcome to the program. Obviously, Wall Street, Matt Medica sitting right here. The fantasy industry, the dudes in the industry that give analysis, touts. Why were we so against Josh Gordon? Because I'm starting to think it was like a little bit. I don't want to. We don't. I think the industry was against Josh Gordon because we didn't want to have to talk about and discuss and answer questions about Josh Gordon. Because in unison, we kind of like, oh, listen, if you want to pick him up, go ahead, put a dollar a flyer. Really, we were uninterested as an industry. But as soon as he started playing, we were like, put him in lineup. He's a wide receiver, one, low end wide receiver, one. Only three catches yesterday. Doesn't get that touchdown, but still. Josh Gordon, did we drop the ball on JG, Jake?
2: No, absolutely not. And there's because there's a lot of factors here to begin with. One starts with this quarterback. If you look at yesterday again, still, they're not even catching half the passes because the quarterback play is terrible. Deshaun Kaiser is very inaccurate. He actually played probably the best game of his rookie season, and he still struggled with his accuracy. So you have to know what you get with the Sean Kaiser. That's one, too. To have anybody who hasn't played football in that amount of time to come back and expect him to be on the level that he's on – is just unheard of. So that's something that we've just never seen before. We couldn't expect that to begin with. And then second of all, or third of all, even though he had a nice game yesterday, he had a touchdown He had in the first game looked good too, he still wasn't a wide receiver one. He was a low-end wide receiver two Mm -hmm. yesterday. He was a wide receiver three the first week. The point was, if you picked him up and traded him for a wide receiver one return, you're still fine. Yeah, no doubt. I can see it that way. Matt, everything Jake said is
3: correct, but... We're starting him, and we're telling people to start him now. You no, know, here, like, here's what I said on Roto Express, and I'll say it again. It's 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 a credit to his athleticism because I don't care anybody that doesn't play in the NFL for three years. I'm always not really going to want to be involved with that. I just don't see how you can do it, and the fact that after week after his first game versus Casey Haywood, for him to do that. That's why you're all in. The talent is there. and It didn't go away. He looked fantastic. And like you said, we had the debate about first round and like where yeah. he goes. So and go. I'm, I'm all in on that as well. <clears throat> yeah, I'm all in too, depending on how the
1: situation shakes out in Cleveland. Let's see what happens there. J- J.G., Josh Gordon, phenomenal talent. We'll talk about him a little bit more in the program. Obviously, we'll get the phone lines open to 844 I want to hear from you. I want to see if you'll continue on to week 15. I had to snatch some souls yesterday in some seasons. Take some teams away from some fantasy owners. One being BFF Eric Young. See ya. You won't be defending your title in the flex, buddy. i tell you who else it'll happen to, too. Still got some more action to go. A certain NFFC Hall of Famer may go down to the fantasy executive. It's the frenzy. we
0: Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroader.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product.
1: Shout out to the Philadelphia Eagle fans going to work this morning. Yeah. Super Bowl hopes in the toilet. (laughs) That's good for you, too think You go win championships, you Philadelphia Eagles, you don't win championships. But Carson Wentz is fantasy owners, though.
3: Dude, I went from thinking I was getting a 50 burger in the because it's a six point uh, passing touchdowns, the possibility with like 13 minutes and 40 seconds to yeah. go, he had 38 points. I'm like, I could possibly get a 50 burger from Carson Wentz, feeling really excited. Next thing I know, I'm here, and we have Carson Wentz news to report. It's in the tent. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the tent. What'd you see in that knee? That knee was wobbly. He was in the tent. Tear in the ACL.
1: MRI had in Philadelphia today. They don't believe it's a complete tear, Matt. But they do the MRI. Let's just say they're, you know, it's not yeah. a complete tear.
3: Even if it's not, though, Shut him down. Because what are they going to do? They're going to put a brace on him. They're going to try go to win there, Super Bowl. And he's going to tear it, you know, within the first few plays anyway, or at some point during the game. Uh... The dream no, is Gene, Gene, Bre- Gene Bremmel already came out and
2: said that there's he doesn't understand why they're even trying to classify that because once you lose stability in the as soon as you lose stability, you have to have surgery.
1: So there you go, right there, Doctor AB, up with us in our number two of the program. All in, kid. Carson Wentz goes down. Fantasy owners been relying on him. Definitely, a lot of people with buys this week may have been Carson Wentz owners. You may have played this week and been a Carson Wentz owner. The first name that jumps up to mind as a possible replacement is Jimmy Garoppolo. Has the Tennessee Titans at home next week? He should be available on waiver wise, Jake. I think Garoppolo is going to be a guy that's going to see a lot of. Uh, increase in his ownership this week especially with this news to one Mr. Carson Wentz how you feel about how Jimmy G has played so far
2: yeah I think that he's the easy option to go forward you'd like to see more touchdowns and part of that might be you know offense he's dealing with because look at the weapons he has as Hyde Goodwin and then mm, maybe Trent Taylor but he didn't do anything yesterday after having a decent week last week so you would that I think Garoppolo is probably one of the easiest pickups but don't forget there's going to be a lot of people out there who made it to the playoffs and had him out there, maybe they survived because unlike Carson Wentz, you make it through the in- entire game, but Josh McCown owners are going to be looking for a quarterback, too.
1: Oh, that is correct. I forgot about the, J- uh, the Josh McCown owners. Got a to touch on that injury, too, when we talked to Dr. A. Matt Medica, Jimmy G, looks like he's a guy that a lot of owners are going to go after. Got the primetime matchup next week. Got the, well, not the primetime, but the prime matchup next week versus the secondary that can be had at home. Not to mention Blake Bortles is at home versus the, tennis, I mean, excuse me, the Houston Texans secondary. Blake has been efficient that Jaguar team is playing good. couple of names that you can look at if you are a Carson Wentz owner.
3: Yeah, no. Uh, I will uh, break glass in case of an emergency and stop Blake Bortles next week considering some other options. He has the Texans. He's shown in the plus matchups this year. He's gotten the job done. Do I want to have uh, Blake Bortles starting if I'm in like, you know, semi, if I'm in like to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah said that's never an ideal option. But, you know, it is what it is. And if you play in leagues where you can pick up, you're fortunate that you may have a shot at, you know, maybe you got Jimmy G. I would find it hard to see him out there. But then again, Yahoo and CBS, I'm sure that Jimmy G is still out there. I can see Jimmy G
1: still being available. I'd start him over Derek Carr.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Just don't start Derek Carr. I told you. Hey,
2: Corey, this is what I said. Two weeks ago, when I wrote about it in the waiver column, I said, watch now. I gonna. I should save it. I should clip it onto Twitter like everybody else does with their good calls and doesn't talk about their bad calls. Yeah. I should clip and save that when I say Blake Bortles is going to win some people championships.
0: Uh, how, how, about how about this this? Blake guy? the
3: Snake. Uh, is, we, we didn't mention him, but say you lost Wentz or you lost McCown and you need to get a quarterback. I can't believe I'm even going to say this, but is Joe Flacco an, an option? Uh-oh. He has the Browns Uh-oh. and the Colts. Uh-oh, Matt. No,
2: because he just had his one good game. Like, you already missed that on it. That was it.
1: Hey, let me tell you
2: something. <laughs> I saying,
1: I can't do the Joe you know. Flacco thing. It's too much for me. My, I, my my heart cannot take Joe Flacco. Check, baby. Check, baby. One, two. I, I don't want to see 26 go passes to, to the Harv tight end. Him. Ooh. Yeah. If Jake's I'd going go to Derek Carr, you know Flacco. Joe Flacco is not an option if he's going to Derek. Yo, Derek Carr yeah. is a buster feel what i'm saying he's a buster that whole oakland thing something is wrong inside that locker room jack del rio may be the guy may end up being the fall guy uh matt earlier in the program i compared this year's oakland team to the golden state warriors with mark jackson they're like a team that's on the precipice but something has to change and it could be jack del rio
3: uh, yeah, I think he's maybe one of the guys I'd want. I'd want to keep there and try and figure out with the offense and the defensive coordinators and build around him. I, I, I like Jack Del Rio. If he, if he was. If he was to go, I'd understand it, because they had high expectations. But I, I, I will say this. I would actually go Flacco over Carr the rest of the season. Flacco, I don't know what he's done in the four-point leagues and the six-point passing leagues. 25 points, 23.5 points the last two weeks. Those matchups are too good. I mean, Brett Hundley, look what he was able to do against the Browns. You got the Colts. I mean... I don't want to go in that direction. I'm just saying. That's how bad Derek Carr has been. Yeah, And I I, I hope Del Rio keeps his job.
1: Well, listen, I I think they got to do something to figure it out. A lot of talent on that team, but talent does not dictate to the box goal. What about the line?
3: Remember how great we were talking about this offensive line? Have they been the issue? I don't don't know. Because when you look at it as far as, like, Derek Carr yesterday, when he was pressured, uh, I forget who put the uh, stats out. Maybe it was like a Pat Thurman or somebody like that. They showed him pressured when he had the clean pocket. Yeah, I mean every, every quarterback obviously is going to do well in a clean pocket, but just you know he he needs that protection. So I'm, I'm just throwing. I'm just trying to find things here. The addition of yeah.
1: Marshawn Lynch. I think that team had internal strife when it came to the national anthem thing that was going on towards the middle of the season. I think those are some of the things that could have taken this team off track. And I think Jack no, Del. Everybody had that. But they, but you saw specifically at certain points yeah, the, the Raiders and the Steelers and looked like those teams were more Steelers affected. Definitely,
3: like Villanueva, had it. They made him do a press conference the next day to kind of force them to apologize. Right. But well, what I'm that saying is like there's
2: been other teams that had to deal with it and it didn't, didn't affect them. So I don't know. I don't. I think they're just. I'll say to this find
3: the the thing is like the Steelers have Ben, A B and Bell. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and let me tell you, and, and Mike Tomlin Because yeah, if you to, Tomlin, if you man. was to meet
1: Mike Tomlin on the street and he was you'd be like, What do you do for a living? And he was like a football coach, and you'd be like, I figured that. Mike Tomlin is, if you look up a football coach in a dictionary, it's going to be a picture of Mike Tomlin. He does a good job with that team, but, you know, they kind of undisciplined and dirty playing stuff like that. also I told
2: you, he's he's the the black version of that magnetic beard thing because it's like so perfect. Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
1: that Beijing, (laughs) he got that Ray Lewis Beijing rolling too. Shout out to the 757, (laughs) Mike Tomlin, the 757 guy down there with the all-in kid. Mike Tomlin, you ever see Mike Tomlin around the area, Jake?
2: The, no, season, no. a, the only, the only NFL-level anything I've seen down here was Michael Vick's mom. That's I'm about to say, I'm about to
1: say, that's uh, and she, definitely Michael She acts Vick. like
2: she's Michael Vick's mom. She knows she's Michael Vick's mom. <laughs> I saw her in the Cheesecake Factory, and my girlfriend at the time was waiting on her, and she... Yeah, yeah.
3: She can her diva. <laughs> I just hope yeah. she wasn't walking the door. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. the man, come on. All
2: right,
1: Kareem Hunt owners. How about that? Kareem Hunt comes back. You give Kareem Hunt 22 carries, he runs for over 100 yards, oh, and guess look. what? You win the football game. How about that, Kansas City? Kareem Hunt back for owners, Jake, getting it done.
2: Yeah, I got a lot of questions yesterday morning about that. Like, how the heck do you have Kareem Hunt as an RB1? And I was like, look, at, at some point, the matchups have been there before, I know. But this is one of the best matchups, finally. And I'm just – this was one of the ones where it was an assumption. Look, we could have all definitely been wrong. But it was the assumption that Andy Reid was finally getting his head out of you-know-where.
1: Man, Medica, you were willing. you've been willing to die on the Kareem Hunt hill. Yesterday you took that stroll up That Kareem Hunt Hill And you know what there
3: was, a, there was a bag at the top of it How about that Glory be to God There you go <laughs> Look I'm uh, I'm happy that he got He got the snaps I'm happy Look if you were a Kelsey owner, You were pissed but that the ball got placed on the one, and then went right to Kareem Hunt. He got that rushing touchdown. I wasn't so happy when it was Christian West that got the second touchdown. No, no. <laughs> but we you can know, lose well, him. We'll take the twenty-two points and in uh, the PPR and be happy with that. And hopefully, going forward, look, this is Saturday night under the lights, the standalone game. Charges coming to Arrowhead.
1: Nice game too for Saturday Andy night. I can't gotta
3: wait. No, Kareem Hunt. He's got to be involved. In
1: you got to get Kareem Hunt the football. It's just that simple. You don't want a fantasy owner coming in and to be your general manager, <laughs> Andy <laughs> Reid. That's what's going to end up happening because we told you to start giving this guy the football. You know how we we know this game pretty good, too. Jake, your man, Jordan Howard, son. How about that? Jordan Howard, your guy comes through when, listen, people needed him the most. He comes through. Nobody was expecting this. Obviously, yesterday, lineup block no. live, the homie Maria Marino struggling with putting Jordan Howard in her lineup. She did say, I have a feeling I'm going to bench him, and he's going to go off. She did bench him. He did go off. I did hear that she still did survive in her playoff, though. But all-in kid, for all the knock against Jordan Howard, when you needed him the
2: most, he was right there for you. Yeah, but at the same time, I'll say the same thing last week. I'm not. Try- I'm going to try and play revisionist history here and be like, oh, I told you about Jordan Howard because I was one of the people saying playing Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard over mm-hmm. him because – The same fact has always been the case. I said it last week on this show. I said it Sunday morning. He is one of the most game script-dependent running backs in the NFL. I expected way too much from the Bengals their offense their defense to show up at all I expected this to be a Bengals game that was leading at least I don't expect them to run away with this game but I expect them to be a little bit with the lead and that means passing and no Jordan Howard
1: Matt Matika, you on the other side of the Jordan Howard debate I'll bring you in on this when we come back on the other side plus also want to talk about Giovanni Bernard AJ Green uh, his disappointment Not to mention the uh, Chargers offense They're getting it done And I got a story about Tennessee I want to tell you about also Did you know that you can listen to this show Live on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network Listen on the iHeartRadio app The TuneIn Radio app 844- Eight four F N T S Y. That's eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your free fantasy source, twenty four hours a day. I'm going to talk to Christian McCaffrey on this right now. Carolina Panther running back Christian McCaffrey, PPR stud. A lot of you guys in the playoffs. mccaffrey been getting it done this season, his rookie campaign. So, yesterday, he carries the ball eight times for 35 yards. Tough matchup against the Minnesota Vikings defense. Don't get me wrong. Carries the football eight times for 35 yards. Catches three passes for 18. If you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you cannot be uh, happy about his usage and what he put out yesterday for his owners.
3: Christian McCaffrey owners may be going home. No, you're definitely not happy. But I want to backtrack to the Jordan Howard Okay. Uh, oh yeah, that's right My, my bad, man. Of course, I mean, last week I, I, Look, I haven't been the Jordan Howard guy I mean, I've defended him I even defended him in the preseason When I wasn't drafting him But last week I thought this was the perfect scenario for Okay it. I said it last week I said it on the power hour Of uh fantasy La- uh, Lineup block Lineup block I, I just, with, with the injury to Burkett, you know, this is a team that's coming off a, a devastating loss, a, a physical, violent game versus the Steelers on Monday night. And, you know, look, Howard had not been there for fantasy owners three out of the last four weeks. Maybe he was the reason why you didn't get into the playoffs. But it, it lined up for him. He did get lucky, though, that Tariq Cohen got a couple of touchdowns mm. rolled back. But he had the game, and one of the reasons why I'm not a Howard guy is when he doesn't have these 130-yard games with the touchdown. If it's you know, if it's just the 70 yards, you're only going to get those seven points, but he's not going to catch the passes. But everything just, the stars aligned, it worked out perfect, especially getting those touchdown opportunities back. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. we can start opening
1: up. We can start lining them up on the telephone lines also. Overreaction Monday still, the playoff edition. Jake, when you look at Christian McCaffrey yesterday, Jonathan Stewart goes sixteen carries 103 yards. Cam Newton with a beautiful, beautiful Cam Newton Superman run. I just, it's not very few people in the NFL can do that kind of run that Cam Newton did yesterday especially from the quarterback position and you're the guy that Cam Newton is shout out to him for that run and that was a big time playing that game but you look at CMC Jake disappoint me yesterday and who the hell saw this Jonathan Stewart thing coming i saw your twitter with you had the stewart with the eye roll emoji come on j stew get out the way it's the playoffs but cmc he got out the way too
2: yeah, see, uh, Christian McCaffrey is definitely – the usage the entire season has been frustrating mm-hmm. for that aspect of it. And it's not just the fact that Jonathan Stewart had three touchdowns, so every owner there is sitting there just getting more frustrated as the game goes on. It's that they don't even really give McCaffrey the opportunities to do that himself you know there's the concern about his size and being able to take the pounding but the fact is he's not even getting close to 20 touches so why are they so concerned about it you know maybe this is something that's just we're we're gonna have to face is we can say we see the talent in Christian McCaffrey but if the team doesn't use him in that facet then they haven't the entire year Jonathan Stewart's been their goal line option and the the problem is is you know you talked about something in the preseason that we talk about every year is trying to predict touchdowns and the fact is, is if you could predict which games that Jonathan Stewart was going to get a touchdown, you've actually had an RB one on your hands for the entire season. Mm-hmm. It's been some games it hasn't, some games it hasn't, and so yesterday it just came up and three times over. It's just it's it's annoying. It's nothing you can do about it.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's annoying. It kind of played out to like where the ball ends up. And look, Stewart is the goal on guy, but going forward, if you have if you survived yesterday with CMC, you got to like the two matchups. The the Panthers are home. They get Green Bay and Tampa Bay. You got to hope he's catching some passes. And if he does catch some passes, he should be able to exploit both these teams in that aspect. Shout out to Cam that game was tied. That run, as you said, was phenomenal. Case Keenum was not the reason why the Vikings lost that game. He actually Will he get them, blamed
1: for it, though, and we see Teddy Bridgewater next week? I, if they, I would if, hope not.
3: Yeah, I, I think that would be stupid. I mean, he what he was able to do, he got them in position. They, t- they got within the two points. They even converted the two-point conversion. Look, this was their fourth road game out of the last five and third consecutive game on the road. And to only lose one of those games – is quite amazing in the NFL.
1: There you go, right there. 844-843-6879. About to hop on the telephone lines in a minute. But first, Jake, I want to ask you about A.J. Green. Yesterday, Andy Dalton throws the football 29 times for 141 yards and a touchdown and an interception. A.J. McCarron also gets in this game. A.J. Green, 5-for-64, had a 20-yard reception. Brandon LaFell gets a touchdown. Has A.J. Green been a disappointment this year, Jake? 11 in the PPR That's yesterday. A-
2: yeah, for what you wanted for A.J. Green this year, obviously, the fact this is there's a, little, a lot of that. Mike Evans has been a huge disappointment this year, too, for what you wanted. I mean, we're talking about first-rounders here. We're talking about guys that are in the top five, six wide receivers in every single draft. When you're not producing that way, similar to the Michael Thomas discussion we had last week. Michael Thomas has been disappointing for his owners because they wanted somebody who was going to be top five and and they don't like the consistency. They wanted a game that he's won you. Well, finally, Michael Thomas had that game. A.J. Green already had one of those games where mm-hmm. he could have won you the week, but the problem is, unlike Michael Thomas, he's had a lot of down weeks, and I think that's why if you're going to ask me between the two, A.J. Green has been far more disappointing than Michael Thomas. No has been. doubt
1: about it. I don't think Michael Thomas has been disappointed, but A.J. Green, I can see it. He got A.J. Green on a team myself in the playoffs, more than a total point style playoff. so it didn't really kill me, but at some point before week and in these next two weeks, I need A.J. Green to have an A.J. Green-type game. I can't deal with this 5-for-64, Matt. And it's Andy Dalton. He's got to go. Yeah, and, well, and, love- and Marvin Lewis, too.
3: You can get rid of Marvin Lewis. You can get rid of Andy Dalton. I'm not going to say a bad word about A.J. Green for what he did for me on uh, Monday night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was like, he's, I'm fine with it." He's in him. my good graces. He, uh, he built the bank account up.
1: Overreaction Monday right here. FNTSY Radio. Eight four 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 three six eight seven nine. Cliff is in Boston. Cliff, please tell me you're going to be playing in Week Fifteen. Listen, man, I'm playing in Week Fifteen, but I got some concerns, man. I really need some help. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, we haven't even had Monday Night Football, Cliff. I understand, though. You have concerns, so if you have a Week Fifteen question already, we I, I will we will we will try to put our heads together and get you an answer. How can we help you, Cliff? Overreaction Monday. You got asking me questions about Week Fifteen. What's up? <laughs> well, so here's the thing, right? So I had a bye week this week. So oh, okay. Doing a lot of observance, seeing how some teams were playing. Mike Evans. All right. Oh my God, he is killing me. He's killing me. All right. So here's my question for you: Is it? Do you feel like a guy like Marquise Goodwin, maybe a guy like Stephon Diggs, is on my waiver wire? Do you feel like he's worth maybe like a pickup? and kind of sit Mike next week, you think, something like that? It's going to be hard to sit Mike Evans. It's not really something that I would do. He's had a a couple bad down weeks. I think what the thing is with Jameis Winston right now is, especially these reports that him and Dirk not really getting a long cutter, the the head coach out there, I think Jameis might be in a position where he's scared to throw a turnover and forcing the football. of Mike Evans is not really what he's going to do this year. So I think that could be the case. But I do think Marquis Goodwin needs to be owned. Would I play him over – Mike Evans. Yeah.
2: Wow. I picked
3: them both up. It's
2: Tennessee. It's Mike Tennessee. Evans gets true font.
3: I picked them both up just to keep my opponents from getting a digs or a or a good one and just beating me in that aspect. Doesn't no matter how you want to go.
1: I didn't know they played Tennessee, <laughs> and I didn't know Evans yeah. was going to have true font.
3: Good. So, good t- when it gets Tennessee at home,
2: and uh, despite being at home, yeah, Mike Evans gets true at home.
1: Well, there you go right there. And we're telling you Carson Wentz owners to go lock in Jimmy G because so, of that matchup. So I could it, – it, it's – Jake makes a good point right there, Matt. You feel what I'm saying? With that matchup, I, I, would, I would be sick in my stomach if Mike Evans was to go off.
3: But, <laughs> yeah, I'd want to know his other wide receivers are, how many he's got to What star. you got, Cliff? What you got?
1: So, all right. So for wide out, I've got Mike Evans, Mike Thomas, Jamison Crowder, Alsharn. And then on the bench, I've got uh, Randall Cobb and Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, cut. Oh, you go, You already got Goodwin. Oh, you got Goodwin. I would okay. cut
3: Cobb and try and get Diggs.
1: I would cut Cobb and get Diggs, too. That's what I would do. And then we'll figure it okay. out as we get closer to uh, when we got to set our lineups. We got Thursday Night Football, and we got two games on Saturday. So
3: This is the last week of Thursday Night Football, right? I believe so.
1: Thank God. <laughs> what, a, what a
3: horrific matchup we get. What is it this week on Thursday? Denver night? Denver at the Colts. Oh,
1: that's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. Oh, I'll be. I, I got. I'm going to Knicks Nets on Thursday night there at the Barclays Center, so I don't got to worry about that. So my lineup will be set, and I'll be chilling. I was okay. Oh, I, I our buddy, um, a listener, uh, at PA Cop on Twitter. He's a police officer in the Port Authority. I just sent him a, a tweet, and he did check in just now. What's up, brother? So. I um, hope he's listening and uh, he's probably not. He's probably busy. You feel what I'm saying? With everything that happened out at the Port Authority this morning. So if you're rocking with us, thank you very much for checking in. Make Let us know that you're safe. and we'll make sure our listeners are good to go. All right. Let's get back. Phone lines still open. 844-843-6879. Marvin Jones Jr. Yes. Three for 66. Marvin Jones Jr. I'm not. I'm listening. I, I, turned, I did a 360 on Marvin Jones Jr. I'd be honest with you, but we he did, did when you needed. So you it. ended up going the same way. What well, I did? A, that's yeah, a one eighty. So yeah. All right, so cool. So yeah, <laughs> my, my bad, my own. Uh,
3: my, look, if you, if you want to say something, he got tackled on about the two yard line, the three yard line. The, look, it's hard not to play Marvin Jones Jr. It, it is. It really is. But <laughs> that three for sixty four, that
1: dreaded three for sixty four, that I was predicting that was going to happen versus Xavier Rhodes, but he went was going off the whole time. We did see that three for 64 yesterday, but Marvin Jones Jr. still think he's going to be safe. But I know the MJJ owner's a little bit disappointed this morning. Hopefully, you were able to survive. All-in kid, Jake Seeley, Matt Stafford thugging it out yesterday. What did he do for 400-something? 400, 400 yards with, a broken, with, with, with the bum hand? Was it 400? I know 381. Put a, 381 with the bum hand. I wasn't worried about Matthew Stafford. Had him in the league, played him. Matt Stafford got it done all-in kid.
2: He did, but he only had one touchdown. And he's yeah, still, through, yeah. as of right now, he's still only 14 for quarterbacks right now. Despite all that, because uh, they look at the people in front of him. I mean, look, TJ friggin' Yates right now is oh the 10th god. best quarterback of the week. So, you know, hey, like it's. I don't think you could have asked for much more. You would have liked to see at least a second touchdown, but uh, you know, for that hand and the concerns there, I think that's the most exciting part. But the, the, I think the bigger part of this is. I know. Ugh, did oh anybody have Eric
1: Ebron? Oh my god, Eric Ebron, you son of a gun! 10 for 94, man. Eric Ebron. I think he might have uh, had more than the season total. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is Eric Ebron doing? Why would you do this, Eric Ebron? You disappear. Do you know how much you embarrassed me and and Greg Sussman? We did a video, the, the Home Shopping Network. We sat up here and we talked about you. Like you was Jesus Christ. Like well, JC. What's going to happen next
3: year, people? Going to put Eric Ebron in.
1: I <laughs> dare you put Eric Ebron in your lineup in week 15 because he's going to go back to that one for four and you're going to be cursing people out. It won't be me, though. But Eric Ebron, don't do that. And people not expecting you to put a 10 for 94. Stop it, Eric Ebron. We come back on the other side. The madness that was the Seattle Seahawks and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We break that down. And no, Kendall Wright, thanks a lot for
0: showing up now after I've touted you all year.
1: Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Overreaction Monday, the playoff edition. it's the all-in kid, Jake Seely Wall Street, Matt Medica. All right, good. I had to run. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I ran downstairs right quick. Um, Jake, if you were setting a lineup for your opponent and you want them to lose, who would you rather give them at quarterback? Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota? Mariotta.
2: Mariotta. Like, some, I told you, there's a reason he's face down behind me. There's, there's a reason for that. He's still that's right. he's face, face down. down. He's, he's still, still the, face down.
1: He's still in the pit of misery.
2: <laughs> he, he, might, yeah, he might be in the pit of misery until 2018 at this point because the fact is is he looks miserable right now. You want to talk about things not going right for Derek Carr, I mean, at least you can throw out some excuses and say, you know, the stuff we were trying to come up with before. Amari Cooper's not healthy, and, you know, obviously coverage can double over top of a. Crabtree and take him away, so he has to rely on Jared Cook, who, God, that was... Look, for the people that benefit from Jared Cook, it was still the wrong decision to use him yesterday. But just, anyway... Oh God, I don't want to talk about <laughs> that. At, <laughs> at least there's some upside and some reason to have some optimism with Derek Carr as right now watching him play I don't see any excitement for Marcus Mariota and you know this we were I think you were as well but I was one of the highest people on Marcus Mariota for this season I had him inside I had him like seven or eight for quarterbacks this year
1: 16-31 Matt 159 yards passing two interceptions he runs twice for 11 yards did he leave the game
3: I don't know, but I don't think he's fully healthy. I think he said well. something that he's still dealing with something with his leg or something yeah. like that. I was asked a question last night, which I really didn't want to answer because we're still, you know, watching Week 14 games. Yeah. But uh, Mariota or Gabrick, the person that lost to Carson went, and I said neither are good options. Yeah. I man. would start Mariota versus uh, San Fran this week if I had if I had to choose between those two options only. But when you look at his production on this, where were you at on Mariota
1: coming into the season? I
3: think had him like 10. He okay. He was around there. It was like him, Cam. I had uh, pretty much the top six in that order. Then it was Cousins, Jameis, and pretty much uh, Mariota and Cam. Yeah. Pretty much that. See, the thing with Mariota is, is that seven-game stretch
1: last year where he was dominant, we thought we were going eight. to get that – it was eight-game stretch. Okay. We thought we were going to get that – a full season worth of that. We got a no, full season no, worth no. of – No,
2: no, Be wait. fair. Well, we never think he was going to be that level because the only quarterback that was better under that – the reason I know it's eight because I wrote about it. It was eight games and Tom Brady had seven games. He had the most fantasy points. Tom Brady had slightly more per game because he had one last game. That's the only reason that is. So anyway, that being said, nobody expected him to be on Tom Brady's level. We just expected – we might get a good chunk of that and him playing like 80 percent of that for the entire season, which would put him inside the seven or eight. So even the most optimistic like we were, I, we didn't think he was going to be that good for the entire year. Okay. I, I, okay, OK, I can dig that. I just look at it like, first
1: of all, injuries are always going to be at, at, at least for right now. I'm staying away in 2018. His injury situation's got to, this guy's going to stay banged up. And he just didn't bring it this year. Him and Jameis, like I've said, we overrated those players he's this a, year.
3: He's a flyer elite, if
1: you yeah, want to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He's like, exactly. yeah, there you go. He's a flyer. He's a bench player. He has player.
3: upside mm-hmm. and fully healthy. Corey Davis has a season under, you know. Yep. He has that year. You got still Delaney Walker. They fixed the, fix the running back position, just Derrick Henry. You don't have to worry about anything else. Everybody that started Russell Wilson yesterday,
1: shout out to you. Everybody that benched him. Uh, see you in 2018 When your fantasy football season resumes On draft day it. You couldn't do that You couldn't sit Russell Wilson He gives you the Russell Wilson type performance Even Doug Baldwin gets in the act, Catching a touchdown pass Jimmy Graham let down disappointment On the other side mm-hmm. of the football Leonard Fournette does his thing D.D. Westbrook is a thing now You can start Blake in matchups In weeks 15 and 16 If they're right If you're like a Carson Wentz owner You got some kind of issue But now let's talk Seahawks and Jags And let's talk about what happened At the end of the game I am a starch defender of the Bennett brothers. Like, I'm the Bennett brothers guy. 90% of the people that I am work with or around on a daily basis be like, <laughs> I don't fool with the Bennett brothers. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't know why they're positive they thing. everything. And they're like, and then Michael Bennett. And I felt so, I took it personal what Michael Bennett did at the end of the game. That's a dirty play. That's a cheap shot. You don't do stuff like that, Jake. And I think... Uh, I don't think the league suspends him, but I think the league is going to have a good long look at what happened at the end of that Seahawks Jags game.
2: Yeah, I definitely. think so. There's a lot to be looked at, and that's that's just part of it. Let alone what happened with almost the fans' interaction and you know, going Steven Jackson from the basketball yeah. on everybody out there. That was just, and the fans deserve some of it too. But I, I hate to say this, and because you know, everybody needs to be better. But there's something to be said for when you're in that position like us on um, what we do right here. If somebody comes after us on Twitter, that person's a schmuck and should be better. But we're in a position where we know we have to be that we have to be above that person. We have to be the better man. And at that point football players need to be the better man so you you know fans are going to be idiots they need to be better too but even though something was thrown at you you have to be the better man and know not to go into the stands or try to go into the stands so the michael bennett thing started everything but it's just going to be a mess i'm surprised there will be like multiple fines potentially a game missed here or there because that's what really started everything was the bennett situation
1: yeah my my boy michael bennett do something stupid at the end of the game and I can't defend him on this one. You feel what I'm saying, you know, Michael? You know what? Um, he's I'm too grown done. up for that.
3: I'm done with the better brothers. And,
1: uh, <laughs> especially with Michael.
3: He pulled that stuff in the, in the summertime out in Vegas with the cops when he was proven to be wrong. That's something he couldn't be doing, especially in this climate. And then, you know, that that play that he does in, in the game. You know, you what if he takes that guy's knee out and that guy's done for a career? You Come on. Bad idea,
1: bad play. Like I said, Michael Bennett, can't defend you on that situation. You're a little bit too grown for that, and you feel what I'm saying, Michael Bennett. Now the thing with the dude getting the stuff thrown at him and trying to get, son, what are you, it's the, no, it but can't be a cool football for. version Look. of the malice at the palace. I understand your the fans, fans are wrong, and the that. fans were like, yo, listen, what's up? Yeah, come on, come on. Fans, you ain't about that life. That's a football player. Just finished playing the football game. He will beat your ass. I'm telling you right now, you don't want that action.
3: You're not about that life. Throwing stuff I, on the field is stupid. I can forgive stupid. him. I can forgive him because I can see it. Look, you, you're just dealing, you're just coming off of a game. He's in a mindset where he's going to war out mm-hmm. there. He's coming off the field and he's getting pelted with snowballs. I'm gonna right, snap I think somebody it. threw a beverage at him. A couple well, of beverages, beverages got thrown. Yeah,
2: but you, the uh, beverages got thrown after he started confronting the fans. Oh, so it was a snowball?
1: What, is it snowed in
3: Jacksonville?
2: No. Okay, some kind of debris
1: yeah, came there first. Was something
3: that looked like snow. Some, some kind of debris
1: came first. He was stopped. He started going towards the fan. Then more stuff come out, came out. This is a nasty situation. I'm sure the NFL is going to be looking
3: at it. Too much street stuff going on in but football games. Fans, any fans that throw anything onto the field at players or something like that, they should be whatever banned. Whatever sport, they need to be banned. That needs to be. Oh, well, they will brought. be. Yeah, no, but I mean, stuff like that, they need to be made examples of. It needs to be highlighted. But see, if they're a season ticket holder, it's difficult because then you got
1: no, seat licenses and stuff yeah, like no. that, you know what I mean, that you got to well, deal I'm with. I'm
3: sure there's something to think. If you, you do something like that...
1: Yeah, that's true, too. It's probably in the contract or the document. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. I tried to... Yeah, hey, Bennett Brothers, I'm trying. <laughs> I was surprised. Mr. Susman was like, I don't like him either. I was like, What? Justin's in Pittsburgh. No, because he's a fake. He's a fake. Go ahead. Uh, that's an off-season conversation. Let's go. Justin's in Pittsburgh. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. What's up, Justin?
2: How's it going, guys? Sure. Um, well, after a crap day for Mike Evans and yeah. uh, Safari and Jenkins yesterday, mm. that leaves me in uh in a position. I am down thirty six. I need thirty six to tie and thirty seven to win, and I only have Tom Brady. It's a PPR full point PPR. Six point passing touchdown. You can catch him. Um, I, I, uh, I want to know your guys' thoughts. That's
1: you, all. I'll tell you this, Justin. I mean, six point passing touchdown. If I want to have anybody and I'm down 36 and I got a quarterback out there, the guy I want to have is Tom Brady. Been through, what, been through for 506 and been put up 38? I don't think Tom Brady going through for 506, but if you can get 330 and three touchdown passes, I think that should do the trick, right, Matt?
3: Yeah, look, Ben threw for 38 and a six-point touchdown passing. I think he had, yeah. like, you know... No, 20... he plays... Justin's in a six-point pass oh, okay. touchdown league, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, also, I'm always thinking, and I'm always trying to yeah. bridge the thing. Yeah, he put up 38 and... Ain't too in two yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that... Threw, Dak had thirty-five, but he threw three touchdown passes. So you're gonna need over three hundred yards and three touchdown Look, passes. And Tom Brady can do that.
3: You're hoping Chris Hogan has like three exactly. touchdown passes tonight, which I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two to the So there you, you know.
1: go, Justin. Um it's gonna be interesting. We'll be here, we have our uh Anthem Media holiday party, so we'll be here watching and Justin, I'll have my fingers crossed. Anthony is in Boston. What's up, Anthony? morning, good what morning, what's going on? Chilling, how you how you doing? You, how, you, you right. good to go for week 15? i uh, I'm My stomach
3: hurting right now. Uh-oh. And I'm hoping y'all can make me feel better. I, I went to sleep and woke up and Antonio Brown torched me.
1: Yeah, he did it. <laughs> he did. It was kind of, I saw it coming so, too. Yep, so going into Monday night, I need seven
3: points to tie and i win with the tie or eight points to win. I got Jervis Landry, what's your prediction?
1: Is it a PPR? <sighs> you're gonna you you going to hope touchdown. he gets one of them touchdowns. you're gonna need a touchdown and you got to think see what it is also what you got to look in consideration anthony you know what the patriots want to do they want to take away your best player and jarvis landry's the dolphins best player can somebody look up right quick what jarvis landry did last time now that
3: these two teams met because they play a little bit they played a little while ago too didn't they Yeah, they played a little while ago. I mean, look, the the thing with Landry is he can catch, you know, three passes. He can catch six passes for like 44 yards. And a standard, that's, you know, that's not going to cut it for you to get that seven points. But he does about a half a dozen touchdowns on the season. Yeah, he has been better in touchdowns. Who's the quarterback tonight? Jay Cutler? Yep. Hmm.
1: Smoking Jay. Smoking Jay's the quarterback. So he's likely to wing it. I'm trying to get this information for you right here, Anthony, before we go to the break. Don't forget, Dr. A comes up. We start off our number two for him. The last time these two teams met up, Jarvis Landry had nine, uh, had eight catches for 70 yards. You get that tonight, you'll be a winner. There you go right there, Anthony. Fancy football, friends, the overreaction Monday. We come back on the other side, get ready to shut down our number one. Pads be popping in those AFC North games. You know, I was watching that joint last night, and sometimes I'm like, if I'm like looking at my computer or something, you just hit, you just hit a, the pass, a pow! You're like, whoa, what's going on? And it's just a regular tackle, and I'm just like, those games are real physical, mm-hmm. real tough, grinded out games. Shout out to AFC North because they really bring it every single week these, when those teams meet up.
3: These last two games been real exciting. The Steelers, Bengals. I mean. And then you get last night's game. But you had to expect that to be a more high-scoring game because of, uh, you know, everything that was going on. The Ravens lost Jimmy Smith. Ross year was out. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know Ben was going to throw the ball 66 times. I'll be honest with you about that. No, no, nobody saw that coming.
1: Sun arm going to fall off. Well, he's veteran, you know what I'm saying? Jake, when you look at that action from last night, uh, Alex Collins, I don't own Son Nowhere. And we sat right here and everybody was like, Yeah, I'll pick him up. I'll pick him up. And I'm like, I'm not picking up no Baltimore Raven running back. It makes no sense. Then I'm watching Alex Collins run last night and I was like, I'm a a excuse me. And I was like, I'm a jackass. Why don't I have not one chair, Alex Collins? He's getting it done.
2: Yeah, it's, look, let's go back to the beginning of the season and just learn when it comes to the Ravens next year, you got to find the one that nobody wants and pick him up because that's what it is every single year. It's the running back that nobody's talking about for the Ravens that ends up being the value. But in all seriousness, Alex Collins is a tough runner. I, I When he first came out of college, he was more of a plotter in my opinion. He's definitely shown some more burst and got into that maybe some training and everything like that. But he's always had the power and he was like you said, it was on full on display last night. He's been a terrific pickup for anybody that's been able to get him since they've been using him consistently. He's been an RB two. no doubt about it. I know. Shout people. out to
3: the king, right? Wasn't the, the, was the king was on, on him? Game? Yeah. Oh boy. Come on, he wasn't, he so wasn't on Tion Green though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to everybody that played Teon Green yesterday. I'm just so Y'all can't blame the- me on that one because I didn't
2: tell nobody to pick up a play that dude. Nobody. Stupid lions. No, that's I'm pissed about that. <laughs> I'm
1: pissed I'm that I'm the that. Dioritic
3: guy <laughs> and he's not in my
1: damn life. Man, that, my Rocky Marciano. Yeah, oh <laughs> that's right. Our boy is back tonight. Um I just seen with Inside Injuries. You 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 would would play Chris Hogan over there, I would play, yeah. I love Chris Hogan. All of a sudden, I love Chris Hogan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the biggest Chris Hogan fan right now. Um, Speaking of Chris Hogan, Dr. A joined us in a little bit. And uh, Inside Injuries just tweeted that Chris Hogan's playing tonight, but he probably shouldn't be really playing until week 16. So, Dr. A, obviously, they're going to go with their app and their logic, but I do think that you got to – Chris Hogan is active. You do get him into your lineups out there tonight. Um, The New York Jets. Became the New York Jets. How about that? Josh McCown, Robbie Anderson, Austin Zafari and Jenkins Jank the Dream, the dream died on in Mile High yesterday. For what? It's me and Josh McCown
2: and Robbie Anderson Uh-oh. winning fantasy championships. Oh, I don't know what dream you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's the Robbie Anderson dream, but that's the fact that football, though, you can't predict that. I mean, nobody expected Josh McCown to leave and it Bryce Petty to come in at quarterback, although Bryce Petty was the thing that kind of got Robbie Anderson rolling last year, so maybe there's a little bit of hope, right? I hope a little so. bit. Try to help you out, Corey. I'm still gonna be I'm, playing. What
3: about what about Jermaine Curse? I mean, his last two games prior to yesterday, you got 25 points each in a PPR? Right yeah, he about had a that. donut yesterday, right? So yeah. I mean, he was somebody that you could have put in a flex, and he was he was crushing it if if you had him those past two weeks. But you know, look, it, I, I felt bad for McCown. When, if you watched the press conference, and he was like, you know, just being out there with these guys, yeah. and, you know, 38 years old, and the guy has a career year. And it was just a shame to see it end that way. Yeah, so
1: sorry about that, Josh. So you did us good. You done good, Josh. And now we'll try to bring it home with Robbie Anderson without you. Or oh, maybe we won't. We got to figure that out as we as we move forward. So overreaction Monday, FNTSY Radio. So Donald Brunson's is about to take us out to break. Hour number two coming up. Um, we'll go. We we'll do Doctor A. I want to talk about Alpha Morris and Rod Smith because I think that's important moving forward. Also, shout out to Tory Smith, just getting it done out of nowhere for nobody's fantasy team. But that's what Tory Smith is. FNTSY Radio. Oh, I want to talk about Bill's Mafia, too. We got that coming up in the second hour.